Welcome to the Dream, Plan, Start, Grow podcast hosted by Allison Turner. In each episode, we interview real everyday entrepreneurs to learn how they got their start, what challenges they faced and overcame when starting the business, and what successes each has had. Welcome to the Dream, Plan, Start, Grow podcast, where we learn from everyday entrepreneurs about how they got their start. Today, we are speaking with Michelle Weintraub. She owns two companies, uh, Infinity Title, as well as Nationwide Mobile Closings. And how did you get into Title to begin with? So um, I began working um, when I was at actually at TJ Maxx. I was pregnant and I had my son and I never saw my son. So my aunt sent my resume to Toll Brothers and I began as a receptionist at Toll Brothers and I worked my way up into their title company after two years. So from 2002 to 2008, I was pre-processor, processor, closer, branch manager by 2008. Wow, it's a lot of different jobs. So you kind of know every piece of the soup to nuts. The, the toll, I think that's the, the title, best. the toll company, the title company. Correct. That's great. Mm-hmm. And then in 2008, you started the first business, the Nationwide Mobile Closings. Correct. And how did that happen? So Toll Brothers, uh, the title company is called Westminster Title, and Westminster Title actually had to lay everyone off. Um, but in November and then the following Monday, Chicago Title hired me for the same job. Um, and then after six months or so, Chicago Title figured out they weren't making the money they thought they were going to make, and they wanted to lay me off as well. So I was driving to Naples to hand over my equipment, and as I'm driving, I'm like, how am I going to make money? Um, <laughs> so I sat down with the vice president as she's laying me off, and I said, well, how about if I process your files and close your files, and, but I'll do a flip for our flat fee. And she said, oh, we can do that. So I put everything back in my car and I drove home and mobile closing started in June of 2008. Um, All the other title companies were laying off their title professionals as well. So those were my first closers. And then as title agencies were speaking to me, they would ask me, oh, do you have someone in New York? Do you have someone in California? And I would say no, but I will vet someone. And that's how it grew. In 2012, my website was able to keep a database. So now today, people can go online to nationwidemobileclosings.com and register with us. And about one to five people a week uh, register with us throughout the country. That's great. Yeah. And as a reminder to our audience, obviously in 2008 was the major real estate crash um, and I think it happened all over the country and I don't know about the world, but, but we're in Florida and in Florida it really took a major hit. And so everything went down, Correct. foreclosures went into, you know, into full force and obviously real estate was a little, probably the hardest hit of everything Correct. Um, during that time. So it sounds like you took like a really, not a positive situation and turned around and made it into a Correct. Great situation for yourself. Right. And uh, you're proud to say we'll be, you know, the 14 years in June. So. Excellent. Yeah. Now, do you service anywhere outside the United States or it's just in the United States at this point? Uh, Only. Yeah. I only help in the United States. I I help 
point the way for con uh, different countries and whatnot, just in case, because some people are on the uh, misconception that you need a U.S. embassy or consulate to notarize your documents, and that's not true. So yeah. um, being the title background, I do help my clients and point them and how to get a notary in different countries. Okay. Okay. And with that business, it kind of sounds like it runs itself to some degree. Correct. I hope to have that business after I retire. I mean, it, it, I am a you know, Florida title license agent. Um, I make sure whoever hires me knows that I have a title company. It's to their benefit because if there's a problem at the table, I get the call versus the <laughs> closer who's pulling out her hair and, and can't stop because she's already on a different file. Right. So. Right. No, that's, that's interesting because I know you also then after you started that company and then you started working for another title company correct? as well. So you kind of had the, the quote unquote full-time job over here, plus the business that you had started over here that correct. you were managing. And, and, you know, with COVID, no one knew what would happen, but with COVID, uh, mobile closings quadrupled wow. last year <clears throat> going into this year because um, I was already set for it. And, <laughs> and you know, the only difference was the Boca office of Jane Doe title, they were hiring me for New Jersey. Well, they were also hiring us to go down the street because they were all working from home. So um, yeah, again, a negative into a positive. That's great. That's great. And then your second company, Infinity Title, mm -hmm. I know you just celebrated its fifth year anniversary. Correct. So uh, five years, actually the first year I opened it by myself with um, a, a person on the West Coast and that business plan benefited that person much more than it benefited <laughs> me. So um, I had to regroup. I met uh, attorney Thomas Riley and uh, from that we're we have been quite successful. I like to say we have three offices. So I work out of the Boca office. He is in West Palm Beach. And then I have a sister title agency that he owns, which is Benchmark Title. So we pretty much cover Palm Beach County. But again, we a title company can cover the whole state. And we're able to do that because of nationwide mobile closings. So yeah, that's great. Now, how does that fit with, I know you have two kids. Mm -hmm. Now they're both over 18 you know, and kind of out of the house, you know, at least in college and kind of moving towards mm -hmm. what they want to do. But how has, you know, working for yourself through this process and helped with raising the kids? I take pride in the fact that both children are excelling in their school, but they both have jobs. Wow. And it's not, I never asked them to get a job. Um, they've always worked probably because they know their mother and their father, but their mother made sure that anything they ever wanted, they might've, you know, they never had with, they didn't go without. Um, Joel works inside his dorm. So for FAU honors and Raquel works for FIU honors inside the Dean's office. Well, wow. uh, she uh, answers the phones and filing and whatnot. And where did they learn all that? <laughs> At infinity title. So, oh, yeah, I'm working for you. Right. So Raquel and Joel both worked for me. So when Raquel applied for the honors office, I said, Raquel, who else at age 18 is going to have an office background? Most right. kids have, you know, the usual, which they did also have uh, 
Home Depot, but she was able to, you know, say she knows how to file. She knows how to take, she knows how to order certain things. So she did get that job. And I I take pride in knowing maybe I didn't give them all their brains because they're much smarter than I am. (laughs) (laughs) But the work ethic is because uh, of me and and their father. That's great. That's great. And then I know you ended up getting divorced at one point during this journey as well. So now you became, you know, obviously I know you, I believe you shared custody, but you became more that single mother, you know, when they were with you. So how did that work to your advantage to have your own company at that point? Well, to make my hours and and to be able to work from home if I had to, if the children were ill. I mean, Raquel um, did um, have an infection of the brain when she was 10 years old. So I did work from the hospital. If I had worked for a company, you know, that might have not been um, feasible. So um, it does have its benefits. And I, you know, I can determine if I want to take off a Friday or a Monday or they have something special or she she had and he had field trips. I'm able to go versus that. So I did, you know, Disney trips and whatnot when she was older. That's great. And what have been your greatest challenges during like starting a business or even running two businesses? What like what have you encountered that's been more challenging? Um, You know, the. What people don't know about title is actually it's ranked in stress level. Uh, so it goes, um, the traffic controllers <laughs> are first and wow. then wall street, uh, being in that, um, yelling and screaming. And then actually third is title agents Really? because wow. not only do we have, think about who, what we have to do, we have to clear a t- title, which is liens and whatnot. We're dealing with people who are doing their biggest purchase of their life or their biggest sale of their life. And if you make a mistake in title, you will have a claim, which I haven't had a claim in 20 something years, Um, but you could lose your business. So it's very stressful. And every file is the same way, even if it's cash or if it's a loan transaction, it's very stressful. So what have I found to eliminate the stress is to try not to bring it home. My brother told me that it could stay at work. So I've had to teach myself that, um, exercising, which you know, as well, when I go to the gym or I take a walk afterwards, I don't have the office in my mind. So that's something that a lot of title agents, um, if you go to a license, um, seminar and maybe I haven't been to one in a, a bit, but if you're going to, there's a hundreds, you know, about a hundred or 200 licensed title agents there. And they say they're taking a break. 90% go smoke a cigarette. Oh, <laughs> now wow. maybe that's changed. Um, but that shows you the amount of stress that happened that, that they, you know, that's how they're trying to do it. But, um, that's the main thing is the stress of this job is immense. And then If I don't have infinity, maybe I'm getting a call for nationwide, but I seem to handle that better because it's not really mine. And I can see from the outside and try to help the clients. Okay. No, but I think, you know, the key piece I heard within Mm -hmm. that is, you know, it's all about how you deal with stress. Correct. You know, one of my favorite quotes and the one I usually use when someone asks me for a quote is, you know, life is, what is it? 10% what happens to you and 90% 
or no, yeah, how you deal with it or whatever the quote is. Correct. And, you know, it's always, you always have a choice. So even when you come across a Correct. You know, stressful situation, you know, it's like you, you have this react? fork in the road. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know, I have a, I had a rough day. I can go to happy hour. You know, I can go to the gym. I can go home and watch TV. I can, you know, go to have a massage. You know, you can do bunches of different things right. that will help, you know, what you see is alleviate the stress. Correct. You know, you have to make that choice. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you've made some positive choices of, you know, kind of leaving the, the issues at work, you know, but I know in real estate, you know, at mm -hmm. least I know with real estate, you know, people are, it's a 24 seven job. I mean, I know realtors right. that, you know, I've been out with and they're like, right. I got to take this call. Right. <laughs> and, that, so. and that's one of my sales. Right. You know, it, that's what I, I sell to them is that on Saturday and Sunday, they're, they know that I'm going to answer the call or I'm going to answer a text or I'm going to do a quote for them. Um, they don't, they, the realtor and even the loan officers don't work uh, nine to five. And so as a title right. agent and someone who has a background in sales, I know that to earn the client and to keep the client, you have to work the way they do. So that, I do do that. Yeah. No. And I think that's, you know, to some degree have to do that, especially mm -hmm. in that industry, you know, it's harder to set kind of boundaries around it. You know, it's not, you know, in my marketing company, I can set some boundaries. So mm -hmm. unless your website's down, <laughs> you know, then call me. But right. if it's something that you need, you know, if it's an emergency, call me. But right. if it's not an emergency, then, you know, it can go to, you know, I'll deal with it on Monday to send me an email or give me a call Monday morning. Right. And that's when. And that, and I've learned that, you know, uh, um, if I'm going to take off a week to be with the kids, like well, we're planning Disney. So a month ahead, I have <laughs> in my signature line, do not schedule a closing between this day and this day. Michelle will only be available by, and I, I write it out. So, and it seems to work. So if anyone was thinking, how am I gonna take off when I'm the only one touching whatever file or dealing with a customer? It seems to work if, if you give that month ahead. Right, I mean, it's all about training you know, I don't even want to use the word training the client, but, right. you know, it's about putting those boundaries in place. I Correct. know, you know, I've been having some of the conversations this week with my clients about like my assistants going on vacation in early May. And so some of that work's going to default over to me, mm -hmm. you know, but I've already told them, I said, I need you guys to plan, especially the ones that are like always generating stuff for us to do. I said, I need you guys to plan ahead. So you're not dumping three or four things in right. addition to that on me during that time right. when she's on vacation. You know, so we've already started having that conversation, but it's mm -hmm. really about being proactive so it's not a reactive situation. Correct. In the long run. Yeah, you don't want them to, you know. And I still answer by text and and that actually that is an issue. So, well, the kids probably won't say it now, but they would say, <laughs> how come you're, you know, how come you're still working or what have you? So that might be, you know, now I think they realize the reason why that I had to answer it. So, but when they were younger, yeah, they did have a little comment for, <laughs> I was working on a Saturday. <laughs> right, so. right. Well, no, and I think people don't, you know, kids don't always understand. Right. Because, you know, either they don't see you for a while mm. and then you got to respond to something. Right. So until they grow up and start working for themselves. Mm, and, and appreciate it. And then they're like, ah, oh, I understand now why you Correct. have to answer those calls. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, and no, I think that's that's key. So who has been your biggest mentor during this time? 
I like to say my father, uh, business-wise, um, the things like um, starting mobile closings. Uh, my father had, was, it, during the recession, and one of his former employees called him and said, I got laid off. Well, this gentleman was probably in his 50s, and he had one child already in college and one child going to college. Oh. And he, <laughs> he, sorry for the expression, but he kind of kvetched. And my father let him, you know, uh, go through it for about 30 minutes. And my <laughs> father didn't say anything. And he said, I have only one question for you. Do you like to eat? <laughs> and it, it caught him off guard. He's like, what are you talking about? You know, Phil, what are you talking about? And he's like, do you like to eat? Because if you like to eat, you got to take off the horse blinders and maybe you won't be doing finance and you might not be doing it in New Jersey. Maybe you're going to have to go, this is, you know, uh, whatever, sell encyclopedias or, you know, it was back then. But um, <laughs> that he, I always remember that quote. And I'll also use one that he used for me. So I was mid thirties and he was like, I need your expense reports for your lunches. And I'm like, well, when I take out gentlemen, usually they pay for me. <laughs> and he said, you know, Michelle, one day you're not going to be so cute. So you <laughs> might want to find a good product to sell. <laughs> right. So my product of infinity title is I give CMA reports. I support seminars, open houses. I go beyond for a title company because I want to make sure, you know, as I lose my looks here that I still have the product to support me and that that uh, and he says he doesn't remember that but he said <laughs> sounds like it's emboldened it's, on your brain <laughs> and he's you know he was right and um the way he he's always worked and um a, as a child I remember in Ohio the time we spent cuz he was trying to get ahead I would go to the office on a Sunday. I remember because it was the comics. I would read the comics while he was working. The work ethic and the always trying to be better. Like he just got his doctorate three years ago from the University of London. Wow. So the kids That's really great. don't have, right. That's probably their mentor as well. They're, you know, do you always want to be better? And he always says, if you if they get a degree in education, he expects you to go ahead and keep going to be a professor. If you're going to be in the police department, you should be a you know a lieutenant or a captain or a detective, and that's how he's taught me and he's taught them, and I I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I think everyone needs a mentor, especially when they first go into business. And Correct. That could be a parent, like it is for you. It mm -hmm. could be, it could be you know you you may not have a mentor. Maybe mm -hmm. it's finding a coach or finding that mentor you know, that's not even in your area, it doesn't live, you know, so it doesn't have to be someone you know, but it always has to, you have to kind of look outside the box and right. figure out, you know, who has done well in business. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't even necessarily, I mean, I think there's two kind of time types of mentors I see is, mm -hmm. you know, one is who's done well in, you know, whatever they do. Right. And it doesn't have to be your industry necessarily. Correct. And, you know, but they can give you tips on how they've gotten to, you know, kind of life lessons, if, you know, for Correct. lack of a better word, mm -hmm. you know, and then the other one is, you know, who can you find in your industry? And it doesn't have to be, again, mm -hmm. someone you personally know, but maybe it's someone else across the country right. that you can mirror off of, you know, like that you can say, oh, they do X, Y, and Z. You know, I want to look at that model and mm -hmm. say, 
that's what I want to be. And they, they're not even competition necessarily to right. you, but they're who you're kind of looking at to see. Right. Yeah. I have a attorney, Phyllis uh, Schuster. She doesn't do title. She's a real estate attorney. Brilliant. And um, we've always worked together. I think she will say that she learned how to do um, networking with me. Um, and I think she would, she would note that. And I, I take appreciation in the fact that she's a genius <laughs> and always a hard worker. And she always reaches out and we're still working together to this day. So she has this huge deal going on. That's $110 million. Wow. And, um, she's hired us to do closings for those, that deal. So the first part was last week in New York city. So, um, and that's a, and that's another thing that dad said is the relationships you had 10 years ago, do you still have them today? And so he calls, mm -hmm. not sends an email or a text. <laughs> he calls his, and he still has his Rolodex, but he calls, um, before the holidays and he calls all these people just to wish them a happy holiday season and whatnot, wow. because if we think about the people that we used to work with 10 years ago, are we still working with them today? I think if we're not, then we missed the boat because think of how much business we would have had. So um, I try to do that as well. You know, even if it's, and and you catch them by surprise because you don't want to talk about business. Right. They're like, why right. are you calling? Right. <laughs> oh, I, I haven't sent a deal. I'm like, I'm not calling about that. I'm calling to see how you are. A good opportunity was actually COVID. Yeah. All the people that were alone in their homes and whatnot, I took that opportunity because, as you know, we're friends. My cult, you know, I make sure that my friends were doing well. So um, going forward, as times go by, you definitely want to keep the relationships that you've had in the past, keep them going because they are future referrals for you. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, you bring up a great point with the relationships and the necessity of building relationships. I think sometimes, you know, there's a lot that's out on social media right now and out on the internet of mm -hmm. like, you know, get rich quick kind of thing, mm -hmm. you know, like go into this business and, you know, earn a million dollars your first year and right. do this. And I think, you know, those are kind of few and far between situations. Mm -hmm. You know, there are people that are able to create an app and sell it for millions of dollars because right. they're, they have that kind of mindset and that, that brilliance of like how to do create an app, mm -hmm. <laughs> which I don't, you know, but it's much harder for most business people to, you know, it's a, it's a long process. And it's always about, for me, it's always about the long game. It's not like, okay, what I, you know, it's always building. So you're Correct. always kind of moving up a, a ladder or a mountain, right. so to speak. And so those relationships are critical. You know, and that leads me to networking a little bit, which is how you and I originally met Correct. was through a networking group that we both were in. Mm -hmm. And this is pre-Infinity title. Correct. And I don't think I knew you had the nationwide most mobile closings mm -hmm. at that point. But, um, you know, and that was, I don't even know how many years ago was that? I think we were trying six, to figure out six. Yeah. Yeah, six or seven, because I think that's when I first joined that group. So, mm -hmm. you know, how... I mean, you, you've already said how important relationships are mm -hmm. in building a business, but how, like if someone was starting out a business now and say they just had some friends, they didn't really have like business relationships per se. Maybe they mm -hmm. were in there, maybe it was like someone your child, you know, your children's age, you know, coming mm -hmm. out of college or something like that. And they decided they wanted to, 
go into business for themselves? Mm -hmm. Like, what would you, what tip would you give them to start building relationships? It would probably be your networking idea. You know, I had someone reach out. He's graduating um, next week, he said, and um, he's selling a certain product and he wanted to meet with me. I said, I most likely won't be purchasing this item, but that doesn't mean others won't. So would you like to go to a networking meeting? And he said, absolutely. Uh, actually, he's coming in May. I take that back. But um, yeah, I would say networking, going to your chamber events. You're allowed to go to certain um, chamber events twice without joining. Uh, I highly recommend that you go out and you and, and, and if you're building your business, they say, they say <laughs> that you should be calling 40 people a day and visiting 20 spots of your interest. Wow. How do you do that? So you yeah. pick an area. If you were going to Okeechobee Boulevard, you would map out your 20 locations. So if I wanted to build nationwide mobile closings, I would be going to all the title agencies down there and then 40 calls. Every wow. single day. Again, are you hungry or do you like eating your, <laughs> you know, eating the dog food that your uh, dog yeah. eats? <laughs> you want to share? How with hungry it? are you? Right. Uh, a notary calls me and they say, like, uh, Carolina's slow right now. I already know because I, well, in one week, five people called me uh, mo <laughs> for mobile close. They were mobile closers. I said, have you gone to the assisted living? Have you gone to the hospitals? Have you gone to hotels and condominiums that have concierge? And they all said, no. Right. Okay. You have to think outside the box and in your mind, if you're not getting the, the amount of business, what can you do differently? LinkedIn, when I was building Infinity and Nationwide Mobile Closings, I would ask a hundred people every single day, I would pick a, I put Ohio title if I was building nationwide and I would have a set letter and I would hit, if, as soon as they linked with me, they got their letter and I built business on that. Mm -hmm. And that Absolutely. was right. But I had a goal every day, a hundred connections. Wow. That's so great. yeah, those are um, just your ideas of in your industry, you have to have your plan B and C and D. My mind is always flowing. And I think that's important for someone in business. Yeah, and I mean, that brings up the point of, you know, I was listening to another podcast the other day um, when I was at the gym and he was talking about, you know, you don't have to be a business owner to be an entrepreneur, which I thought was interesting because I hadn't mm -hmm. really thought about that. Mm -hmm. He's like, you can be an entrepreneur by working for someone else, but it's really about going above and beyond. So if your job title is maybe you're the manager of whatever, and you're like, oh, I don't take the trash out because, you know, like that's that's, the, that's a janitor's job, <laughs> you know, like go take the trash out, go, right. you know, clean, you know, if you see like the bathroom looks dirty, don't like be like, hey, where's the cleaning person? Like we need to clean the bathroom, like just wipe it up. You know, and just go that extra step because that's what you have to do if you are a business Correct. owner. But that's also how you move up in real life. Yes. And if you want to move up the corporate ladder, I mean, mm -hmm. that's fine too, because not everyone is cut out to be mm -hmm. a business owner. And I'll remember this. Westminster title, the um, president of the company from Virginia flew down to go over my severance package and to tell me 
If I, if everyone had been like me, building outside Toll Brothers business, he wouldn't have had to lay anyone off. But they were all working on the Toll Brothers deals and not thinking about that if they could get a refi, which I made a postcard for uh, Westminster Title. Every six months, the postcard went out. So that was always in my mind as well. If you are at a company and you're just doing what they ask and not going beyond, and then you, then the whole company has to lay everyone off, maybe right. it was because you didn't step up. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And I think you said, you know, think outside the box. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's a key piece, especially in entrepreneurship, because, you know, when COVID hit a couple of years ago, no one expected it. It came out of the blue and all of a sudden, like everything was shut down. Mm-hmm. You know, restaurants had to regroup because they were probably hit one of the hardest. Correct. You know, because no one could, you know, all the local municipalities all shut everything down. And so, you know, they thought, I mean, I know there was a there's a restaurant bar across the street from my house and they, you know, Delray did allow you to do like take out alcohol mm-hmm. for a little bit, which is normally not the, the case. But, <laughs> you know, they all of a sudden like had you know, takeout. And then like on Sundays they had, you know, Sunday shake day and it was all these shakes with alcohol and everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, but they like, you know, they had to really think outside the box Correct. to be able to survive. That's why you've seen a lot of restaurants Correct. that didn't, haven't survived the last mm-hmm. couple of years because they weren't able to, you know, sustain the rent, sustain the, you know, the costs and everything. Mm-hmm. And now you've got hiring issues on this side of things because now people are kind of rethinking what they do. Right. Um, but I think that's, that's a key piece is you have to keep going and you have to like figure out, okay, this happened. Now I got to shift, you know, like which way do I have to shift next? And so you always have to have, you said plan B, C, D, and E, you know, you have to have those eventualities. But the other thing I would caution is, you know, know when, you know, that goes back to the song, know when to hold them and know when to fold them Mm -hmm. kind of thing, because you know, the other thing I see with entrepreneurs is they fold too quickly. Mm. So that's the flip side of it. Like, oh, they go to plan B too quickly because they don't really give plan A enough time to actually take hold. Mm-hmm. You know, so if their passion is, I don't even know. I mean, let's just take, you know, something I do like website design, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously it can be a competitive market out there, but maybe they just do website design. So they're kind of niched into that, you know, Mm -hmm. and they go out and they start networking and whatever, you know, so they may hit a wall at some point because it is a competitive market, Mm -hmm. but instead of keep going and if they're really talented at what they do, then there's ways to get to people. I mean, I get phone calls for website stuff. (laughs) I get people like I get, and I have it all over my profiles on right. LinkedIn and I still get people like, hey, you wanted to redesign? I'm like, did you look at my profile? Like, right. you, you do see I own a, a marketing company, right? right. Um, but, you know, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is like, you know, you have to kind of keep be, being persistent. Correct. Maybe have that amount, sorry, but in your bank account that says if we get to this, maybe we need to switch to this. Um, right. You, cause what else are you going to do it? You're going to do it by the money. I also want to do the flip side and that's when you try to build your business. You're doing exactly what I said, the 20 visits and the 40 calls mm-hmm. and you build your business so much, but you can't handle the business. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, you got to build a structure. <laughs> correct. You have to have the back office and you have to have the files to sustain the amount of work. I know for a fact, there was a gentleman who was a great salesperson who started a title company. He did exactly what I said. He built the business so much 
his back office couldn't hold and he had to sell. Did he? Yeah, he sold to First American. Then he probably made a nice, you know, nice payout. But maybe that's <laughs> not what his goal was. Maybe right. his goal was just to keep going and have. So, yes, you want to build that business. This is why I tell the notaries last year when they were kept taking appointments. Oh, I have 11 appointments. OK, but are you doing the same job? Are you following up? Are you communicating? Are you dropping the packages off on time? Right. If you're not doing the customer service and it mm -hmm. always comes down to that, especially in Florida, we want to. <laughs> then you need to stop and maybe not take as much business. Make sure you take care of who you have in your pipeline and then grow as you hire. So uh, that's also very important. That's why I could add more realtors and whatnot, but right now I'm the soup to nuts and then I have hired one pre-processor. So I know what I can handle and what right. he can handle and I won't let a client down because that and you too, we were both, we take this very personally, <laughs> our business. So um, I, I think that's important too, not to grow too quickly. Right, right. Well, and that's why, you know, I mean, I know you and I both always look at the big picture. I mean, as a business owner, you have mm -hmm. to look at the big picture. Correct. So you can't, you know, the, the biggest challenge when you go into business, and I've been there for yourself, is you are working too much in the business instead of on the business. So you're working on the day-to-day. -day Correct you know, client fulfillment, mm -hmm. whatever that is, you know, whatever you know, business you're in. And then you're not looking at the bigger picture of like, you know, okay, I'm getting more business, more business. And just like Michelle said, oh crap, now I can't fulfill the business. <laughs> now what do I do? Right. You know, so, and then you're being reactive instead of proactive. And so that's where you have to really look at, you know, what's the structure, you know, where am I going with this? What's the vision? Like, what do I want to do with it? Mm -hmm. You know, how do I want to grow it? and really be clear. And that doesn't mean it can't change because right. I mean, I know things that change. I mean, in my my business all the time, but it's like, okay, here's the year and here's what I'm looking at for the year. Right. You know, and then quarterly, I'm kind of breaking those goals into more manageable pieces, but then reevaluating at the end of each quarter and saying Correct. like, is this where what I want to be? What, I, I yeah, know you're exactly. very good at that. You're very, she's, you're very good at that. So, you know, not, I think I'm that's the, the that. <laughs> I'm kind of the end of the year chick. But um, yeah, I know that you're very good at looking at what you have and whatnot. So that's something I have to work on. Yeah, no, I try. I try to be. I mean, like it, it's a to me, it's I have to be intentional to do it mm -hmm. because I get stuck working in the business too much, and right. then I'm like, okay, I got to really like set time aside <laughs> to like look at the big picture here and right. look at where we are and where we're going and what what the next steps are, and mm -hmm. the next steps could be six months down the road. Right. But you always have to prepare. Like if you're trying to hire somebody. You know, it's not like, oh, I need to hire someone and like you're going to like magically this person is going to magically That's appear not, today yeah. more than likely. Occasionally it happens on a rare occasion. Oh, yeah. You know, that that magic person <laughs> shows up that actually fits the job description and right. fits, you know, but generally it's, you not, know, yeah. it's a process and you have to figure out where that right person is, mm -hmm. you know, and now since the pandemic happened, you know, like people are more willing to work remotely, mm -hmm. you know, so you have some options there, you know, maybe you can, you know, then you can look at 1099s versus W2s. I mean, so there's a bunch of options mm -hmm. as a business owner, but you have to like always be like, okay, what's, what's the next step? And then make sure your team is also in line with the with, bigger vision. Correct. Very important. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I can't, I can't really emphasize, <laughs> emphasize that enough. Because that's the, you know, the one challenge I see, you know, when I work with 
clients in the business coaching world, mm -hmm. you know, that's the one challenge I see is, you know, they're working, especially if they're a startup company, you're working so much in the business because, mm -hmm. you know, you've gone from leaving a company where here's your job description, here's, you know, here's the box that you fit in basically, and now you're owned a company. Right. And now, oh, wait a minute. Now I got to, <laughs> I got to do the marketing, the fulfillment, the sales, right. the, I got to clean the office. Like, you know, if you have an office or if you're working from home, you got to clean the house. Right. You know, you got to do everything. And, you know, whereas before you just did maybe the fulfillment of mm -hmm. whatever that is, or maybe you just did the sales of whatever that is, mm -hmm. you know, now you're doing everything as you grow and get enough money to hire somebody and you have to really, you know, determine what your passion is in that piece, you know, right. like what's, what are you the best at? And then eliminate the other, not, I shouldn't say eliminate the other pieces, but find someone else to do the other pieces once you're able to do that, once you have the budget to do that. Right. Totally. So, yeah. So the one other question, and I know, um, you know, for me, it's a big piece of owning a business is personal development, mm. you know, and, <laughs> and, you know, always, you know, and that could be reading a book, it could be meditating, it could be, you know, whatever it is, like what, how have you found that helps you? Um, in regards to building myself? Well, because I find if you're like, if you're personally mm -hmm. more fulfilled or more in line, in tune with right. yourself, that then that That's translates to the company yeah, side. Yeah, I'm in transition. Um, someone met me five years ago and they say, where do you see yourself? I, and I, someone did. So I would say, I want both children in college, full scholarship, blah, blah, blah. And all that happened. So now I actually am in a transition where I'm trying to find my way. Um, <laughs> find your next steps. Right. Because it, what's in your heart? What, what do you want to do for yourself next? And so, yeah, I honestly, I'm kind of trying to find that. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that works. And I thought the kids would be gone by the way. And yeah, they're not, they don't leave <laughs> in the sense that they still need you. I really thought, you know, but guys are like fly, fly. They, they come back. <laughs> so, um, but I'm trying to find a way where I have new hobbies um, I, and, and I would like to travel. So those are things that I'm going to have to find out about myself. Mm -hmm. No, that's great. So as we start to wrap up, if, you, if someone was starting a business right now, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be a title business, but Correct. any business, what would be the one piece of advice you might give them? Um, just expect to work more than you ever have <laughs> and, and, and expect it, give yourself an expectation, but expect more, you know, um, this is not an easy journey. If it was, everybody would be business owners. Um, so, but also be able to take rejection, take the stress and, and build on it and become more hungry from it. You know, I, I, my kids will, all, and they learned this from me too, is all you have to do is ask. So go for the business and they say 13 touches to get, earn one client in Florida. Mm -hmm. You could earn that client and the next day they switch. Don't take that to heart. That's just how it is in our state, in my business. I don't know, you know, if it's all around, but 
just, you have to keep going. And again, if you like to eat, <laughs> you'll find a way. We all like to eat. If, yeah. So that's all I can say. Yeah. Oh, I think that's, that's great advice. And if anyone wanted to reach out to you, if they had any questions on Absolutely. starting a title company or on nationwide mobile closings, yes. what's the easiest way to? Yeah. So my cell is with, has been with me for, for these 14 years. So it's 561-542-8235. I want to always want people to be better. And I find that that not to go sidetrack and I know you want to close up, but on Facebook, if, if Allison puts Gracie on, on a picture, 150 women <laughs> particularly will, go, will like and love and cute. If Allison says, I just got this big client, six people, including me, will say, yeah. great, I, you're, I'm so proud of you. Keep it going. We can't be like that. And I don't right. mean to pick on the women, but sometimes we are a little green <laughs> in our, our buildup. We have to build people and make people better because it, we're, if we don't, we're going against ourselves. We won't right. get ahead. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to add that part. Sorry. I'm here. Right. I'm here to help anyone that asks. And if I don't have the answer, just like Allison doesn't have it, if she doesn't have the answer, we find the answers for you. So please reach yep. out to either one of us. We really want you to exceed your expectations. Excellent advice. So thank you for joining us thank today you. on the Dream Plan Start Grow podcast. I appreciate it. My name is Allison Turner. I am the host as well as the founder of Bad Cat Media Group and Dream Plan Start Grow. If you have any questions for me, please email at success at dreamplanstartgrow.com. And we do offer a free weekly mastermind on Clubhouse right now. Currently, it's right now at Thursday at 1 p.m., but check out our website, dreamplanstartgrow.com for the current time, depending on when you're listening to this. But we do it, run it for one hour. We have a different question that we mastermind on each week, and anyone's welcome to come up on the stage and, and contribute, ask questions, anything like that. It's totally free, and we wish you a great rest of your day. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Dream Plan Start Grow podcast with Allison Turner. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Join the Dream Plan Start Grow community by following us on Facebook or Instagram at Dream Plan Start Grow. See you in the next episode.